0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Start Ed Up uh Podcasts. Friday, I'm here with Jamal. Jamal, I missed you last week, man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> <Took me laughs> was it was it weird to hear a, 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 a crucial conversation without you? No, nah, I ain't the first
1: time. <laughs> it's all good.
0: Good. I felt like I did it behind your back, kind of felt guilty. It's a good conversation, but there's a couple times that I'm like, I wish Jamal was here. Anyway. You're busy. You had some guests out. Thank you for entertaining some of my Indianapolis friends that came down there to Florida. So I'm sure they appreciated that. they good people, man. Yeah, you know how Indiana people are. So speaking of school, um, a lot of times right before fall break, the first rounds of observations are in. And I was never a principal or a vice principal. And I always wanted to know like how difficult are observations and how difficult is it to give people the feedback that they may need, but might not want? Oh man, you just, you just, um,
1: (laughs) that last part feedback that people might not want. Um, so here, I think one of the main things with evaluations and if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, um, I, think, I think this piece is valuable. Like you actually have to read the rubric or the system, right, that you're being evaluated on. So like taking the time to read how you're going to be evaluated and then like strategically implementing those things in your classroom, um, and then also, you know, I think one, of, one thing that also improves that for the teacher is asking the administrator for non-evaluative feedback based on the rubric. So, you know, before you're a big formal, you know, the, the one day, you know, at the beginning of the year, the second week, the third week of school, and you're trying something new, if you go and you say, hey, I'm trying something new today, I really want you to look at the questioning and discussion. I really want you to look at how I communicate the objective to the students. I really want you to look at, et cetera. And then that, that would definitely help. But the, but the hardest part, um, well, I say the hardest part, given that feedback is, um, it just depends on who's receiving the feedback. It's not a hard thing. Um, if you approach it and it's based on evidence, it just becomes difficult when the teacher doesn't feel like, you know what you're talking about and you, you know, Sometimes you don't.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I like full disclosure. and This is on my mind tomorrow. Uh, we work with our corporate coach and he's going to have my team evaluate me mm-hmm. in front of me. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, like, I say to myself, good, I'm looking forward to that. But there's also yeah. pit in my stomach that I'm like, I, I think I am. I mean, uh, I get it. Like it's it's a tough it's a tough thing because I mean I, I've worked for various principals and I, I've actually lucked out. Is that I didn't have a dud among them, but I did understand that like not every principal meshed with every personality. Right. Um, the you know I, that that's that's one thing. How do you approach? And, and I'm and I'm gonna put you in the category of a good principal just because I know you. But how how does a good principal I I guess like set up a situation where you're like, like the the teacher knows that this is where my heart is first. And then, because like, (laughs) I'm staring and stuttering. Like, this is a really tough thing. Like people that are reluctant to change and feedback, how do you still win them over, even though they may not want to hear it? Well, you
1: know, it's, here's the thing. When you become a principal or an assistant principal, um, and if you're new at either one or just when you become an assistant principal, right, um, really what you say in that that conference, most of the time people won't say that, like, you know, they disagree to your face. Um, so, like, it's real hard to tell, like, if if you're giving feedback sometimes. And, you know, some people are disagreeable. It's very rare that, that you have, like, the, the disagreeable individual um, that's there. But then, you know, but just to really back up, just to streamline things, because I have to be mindful of what I say, because it's that time of year. Um, if, like, like, we're all professionals, right? Professionals have coaches. All professionals have, like, you have coaches. Only people who are not professionals, like don't have coaches and they don't get feedback. That makes sense. Right. So then so then from that standpoint, like, you know that I'm evaluating you based on the rubric. Right. So as as long as I have evidence on what I'm saying, like it's it's the, it's the way you frame. So if if, for example, Don, let's say you I come into your classroom. And I noticed that there is no discussion in your classroom, right? And let's say you ask one question, you know, the in, during the class period. And during that question, you, um, the kids are, you know, they're looking around and nobody answers that question, right? And then finally one kid answers the question. Well, if you're dealing with a rubric or Charlotte Danielson rubric or, a Marzano, which are the popular ones, and maybe there are some other ones I'm not familiar with, but the the focus is to get all students to answer a question, right? So then my question to whomever, you know, that I observed, or you, would be, um, I wouldn't say, hey man, you need to make sure that all of your kids are, you know, answering the questions that you ask, and then there's no discussion. So I would say, when you ask a question in your class, what is your
0: expectation?
1: You're asking me that.
0: Yeah, anybody who's listening. But yeah, like when when you ask a question to a class, right? What expectation for for the class. I mean that there's some conversation that ensues and there's there's some understanding. Okay, the, <laughs> that could be one thing. Or is it for all the all of the students to answer the question? No. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. I want. I all.
0: mean, like. I, okay, like in their head, or like, do, like, are you talking about like in a discussion?
1: Perfect. Yeah. So watch this. Watch this. So like, like, like that's that's the thing, right? So if I ask you what's your, what's the purpose of when you ask a question, it's simple, right? Right. You, most most people say, well, yeah, I want some discussion, and then you say, is it not for all of the students to answer the question? And then mm. say, how? Mm. right. So now we have a robust conversation going, right? <laughs> With this one question that I asked you. And, well how, well, how do I get all of my kids to answer every question that I ask? Like, now, now we, can, we can step away because, you know, people say, well, the rubric doesn't help you become a better teacher. Well, it does, right? And here's how I watch this. Let's back up. Now, let's think of some real practical ways. What's one way that you can get all of the students in your class to answer a question,
0: every question that you uh, ask? I mean, you can give points, you can gamify it, you can give candy out. I mean, I don't want to say bribery, but <laughs> there's <a laughs> incentives, of, incentives.
1: That's one way. Or you could say, "All right, hey, everybody, take a minute. I'm going give you one minute or 45 seconds. I want you to write a response. All right? And as they're writing a response, when they get done, all right, minute sub, I want you to share your response. All right, I want you to go find one person <laughs> and, uh, that that wasn't in your group, and I want you to share someone else's response. Practice listening skills, right? I'm listening, right now. I want someone to share out,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, he created that. Yep.
1: Boom, right? And like, and now the kids know, like, I, I'm going to have to answer the question, and then you say, well, well, you know, how, how can you assess if all of the kids answered the questions? Well, man, like I can go look at if they wrote down the question. As, right. they're, as they're circulating around, I can come around with my stamp and it's not going to, if, if it took you 45 seconds to write it, it's not going to take you 10 minutes to walk around and see what you yeah. wrote. Yeah, My you know, mention take me three minutes. So by the time y'all get done discussing, I've, I've literally evaluated everyone. And now I can step in and say, okay, based on what I've read, I can look at the data, and, and now I can teach, and I can frame my next question based on that, or I can have my predetermined question ready. But like, but like, it, you get like the rubric and the evaluation allows for like that kind of conversation to happen. Whereas if you think it's a game and like the rubric doesn't matter, and you say, well, my kids, you know, need this, or my kids need that, like, if you are a professional why wouldn't you wanna get better at writing in the content area? If you are a professional, why wouldn't you wanna get better with reading in the content area? If you are a professional, why wouldn't you wanna get better with questioning, discussion, and assessment in your class? If you are a professional, why wouldn't you wanna get better at research and development, planning lessons that have relevance? Like These are the things that make you a phenomenal teacher. And quite frankly, right? If your aim is not to improve your practice, like you got, I got to think too, you know, one thing I think is I'm evaluating is this is not a rubric. Would I put my kid in your class? Sorry, I hadn't muted. Would you? I'm just but like, that's, that's one thing that I always ask myself. Would you, would I, would I put my kid in this class? Would I feel comfortable with this teacher? To like, like that's outside right. of the rubric. That's yeah. just something that I think about, like, and if the answer is yes, like, man, like, I trust you with my kid, and then that's something you gotta think about. <laughs> you want your own kid in your
0: class. I was just gonna say, but what if the answer is no? How do you gently go about, like, so, yeah, so, like, like, man, I wouldn't even put my class in your, I mean, like, my student in your I, class. That's, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, okay.
1: <laughs> but like, I've learned that if you go out of your way to be upfront with people, and you like direct, like, we're using this rubric, right? So then, like, if if like if the rubric says, um, you know, I'm gonna make up some stuff because I don't want to use like the actual rubric. If the rubric says that um, kids should do cartwheels, right? Or let, let, let me let me make something more practical. If the rubric says that you cover um, thoroughly covers the standard, right? Okay, but then maybe you are. Um, maybe you only cover half of the standard, right? Well, we can look at the standard objectively and we can go through and we can say, okay, what, do you think you covered the standard? If so, how? Like there's a question for everything that will that will frame for the person being evaluated or the evaluator frame a question. But, hey, do you think that you covered the standard? If so, how? Give me some evidence, right? Because now I'm searching because maybe I missed something and we're two adults. We're having this conversation, but going out of your way to be upfront with someone like it's worse if you sugarcoat it and you make that person feel fantastic. And then you write up their evaluation and then they come back and I was like, that joke a lot. to me.
0: Yeah. Well, I, obviously even like asking really good questions, I, I think that would be to me, the best part is that, you know, when I have people asking good probing questions, I have to answer them to myself. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes instead of like getting directly to the point, sometimes you go, you know, you ask deeper questions uh, about their, their tactics and their motives. And I think that might be a, a way that the person, I, well, I, mean, I don't know, like the person that's super guarded about, they don't want to be evaluated. That's the tough spot. But I think that if you started off like a, you know, a 35,000 foot level, and start asking some really general questions, uh, to get them started. I'm thinking that may, may kind of loosen up the situation.
1: Right. Yeah. So Yeah. If you ask everything that is done in the classroom, there's a question for it. Like a dude, Robert J. Marzano, yeah. like a framework, like just basic, just fundamental teaching. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing to improve, um, student behavior in my class? What am I doing to reinforce um, positive behaviors in my class? What am I doing to extend um, practice for students who are advanced in my class? Like these are some of like the concepts that, you know, he wrote and like it all goes into like the the framework of just just basic fundamental teaching. Like if your lesson has reading, writing, inquiry, collaboration and some form of organization, you're going to be able, like, no matter who's evaluating, you, like, you're like, forget evaluation. Like it's, it's about you being better for the kids. Yeah. So I,
0: I gotta ask you, like, have you ever, is there a certain genre that you have struggled evaluating a teacher in? Uh
1: <laughs> No, no, because, okay. So, so I've, I learned, right. And I, let me preface this. I, I'm a, Physical education major, non-teaching, right? And, you know, if we had enough time, I would tell the whole reason why I chose that major. But short story is, I thought I was going to the NFL, but I knew I wanted to be a teacher as my plan B, right? And I knew I wanted to be a teacher in Florida, okay? Um, and the rules are different, but I, I always loved biology, right? So I got my degree in PE, but, like, when I came out, like, I took one year of bio, Um and I went and I passed the biology certification exam and all that stuff, right? Um, my first year in biology, there were a lot of concepts I didn't know, like transcription, translation, um, DNA replication, like the like taxonomy the piece, like I had no clue what it was, right? So like on the, on the flip side, like I really had to rely on the rubric, right? For effective teaching, right? So what ended up happening was like I took the effective teaching strategies and I inserted the content into the and into those strategies. Right. And my kids scored highest in the district in my first year. Right. So it doesn't like teaching is like teaching is, isn't telling. So like having great content knowledge doesn't make you a great teacher it just means you're really smart right because the, the, the art of teaching is not for you to know but for you to get others to know and it doesn't really matter what you know as long as you can get other people to know it it's kind of like you know running running an organization you might not know how to work all of the, the widgets and gadgets but you understand like the like the concept so teaching is a concept right so any class that you step into like you you can name any class, and if you 're teaching content to students and you 're using standards, like it all flows it 's all the same
0: that is something uh, first of all, kudos that is something I think i 'd struggle with um, just well a i wasn 't a principal, but i i I, I appreciated that answer because like I keep thinking how like i 've always been somewhat allergic to math mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was better science, but I'm like thinking, how could I really assess a good um, math teacher? But I, to your point, you know, good teaching strategies are good teaching strategies. Period. You, you don't necessarily have to know, you know, the quadratic equation to you know assess good teaching strategies. So that that makes sense.
1: I'm glad you use math as an example. You, <laughs> well, because you. like that,
0: yeah, that because that, that's the one that's the most glaring error, and and I think that. Conversely, I think a lot of math teachers that if they became principals, they'd be. I think that I'd say the apprehensive would be the word to assess a really good, you know, writing teacher. Um, and I'm not saying that good math teachers don't make good writers, but okay, I will say that. I mean, like, you know, they 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 may struggle with like, okay, how am I going to critique this person when I don't when I'm not necessarily a good writer myself, but you know, put that aside, like you said, you know, good, good strategies are good strategies and and working with kids and, and getting them to be inspired and learn, you don't necessarily have to write a good soliloquy.
1: Watch this, you walk into it, let me, let, let me, let me give you a setting, right? And I want you and like, I'm not going to tell you the, the, the content of, of, of this, this is something um, that I got a chance to look at when I went to a training, right? So, like, there were two different settings, right? There was, there was one setting where, you know, like, say, teacher A, right? You walk in, the lights are out, all of the desks are in rows, teachers in the front. They're, they're explaining the content, very knowledgeable about the content. They ask some questions. A few, a few kids answer questions, um, you know, and, you know, they move on. And then they say, you have any questions? And, you know, because nobody answers, okay, good. Everybody gets it thumbs up for me. Like I, like, I got it. Right. So then you go to, I go to another setting. Right. And, um, and setting B, um, teacher, uh, is, is like in the middle of the class like the desks are kind of like in like a semi-circle, so to speak. And like the teacher writes a question on the board. Right. The teacher then, um, explains a little bit like, you know, Hey, here's, Blah, 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 blah. Springs a little bit of content and then says, all right, I'm going to give you two minutes to answer this question. Go. Right. During that two minute time frame, the, the students who got done fast. Right. What she started to do was she started to tap the students. Right. Boom, boom, boom. And those students, after she checked their work, those students got up and checked other kids work. Right. Okay, we'll watch this, So then she asked another question. The advanced students went outside to work on more advanced topics, right, for that class. And the, and the, and the kids who were a little bit behind who needed some, some more support with the, with the previous question, she went back and she checked those, and then she had those kids come back inside. Before those kids came back inside, they had to answer a question, right, to get back in as an entrance ticket, right? And then those students then, Um, assimilated back in the class and then that's how that teacher went and and did every question. What kind of class do you think that was? What kind of class do you think class uh,
0: Mm. See I'm (laughs) fearing that you're setting me up it was um, I'm going to say something obscure Uh, home class. Okay
1: perfect what what kind of class do you think class uh, A was?
0: Oh See, I, I know I'm going to get this wrong. An English class.
1: Okay, perfect. So both classes were a math class. Can you oh, really? Me, yeah, can you tell me which which one was the advanced class and which one was the remedial
0: class? <laughs> no, <laughs> and I think that's your point.
1: Right, watch this. So the advanced class, the AP class, was the one in the dark where the kids were unresponsive. Yeah. And low class... Or well, the, was the one with the lights <laughs> on with kids? Yeah, they were teaching each other, but then the, the, the most glaring thing when you walk into one class I'm trying to paint a picture here for everybody listening. <clears throat> the teacher had up expectations for group work. expectations for civility. Here's how we get feedback, right? So it wasn't like this thing where you walk in and the kids don't know how to get yeah. Feedback. Like, we walked into that class, right, the, the, myself and the trainees, we walked into that class, and a student opened the door and greeted us and said, good morning.
0: Yeah, set up that culture. Ooh. Right? So watch
1: this. Watch this already. You know that there's there's an established culture for learning, whereas class A, I mean, it was an AP class. The kids were compliant, but you were know, yep. they... Where they engage right and there's a difference you can have hands on but the mind is not on right it's kind of like when you sit in the training and you're on your cell phone and the guys up there blah 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 you're on your cell phone you checking you trying to figure out you know if you're gonna uber wendy's or you're about to uber church chicken right you you're you're in a completely different world than what what's in front of you but then you go to another class like this remedial class and these kids are supposed to be behavior problems and all this stuff, and then you have this teacher, like crushing it with these kids, like not only on a on a, a cognitive level, but also on a citizenship level. Which class would you want your kid? In?
0: Well, yeah, the the one that's got the culture and doing all the cool stuff, and yeah, yeah. Not, if my, yeah. If my
1: child was an AP kid, right? And you'd those be a- two teachers, like I'd be like, man, I'm just gonna have you go into like. the slow class and and work because, because in, in both settings, like the only difference was number one, maybe, maybe, maybe the content. Right. But it was, it was was math. But like, if you do, if you have kids working collaboratively, answering uh, questions, providing feedback, is that not effective in every class?
0: Yeah, no doubt That, that and, and, and it sets up that expectation of what is you know the, the old way of doing it. I, like, cause I, I like the fact that you set it up and, and not to not to throw stones at the AP you know scenario, but you know the, the, the you set it up of the surprises, the one that was setting up the, the kind of the cool scenarios the the cool culture, you know the, the welcoming um, classroom was the opposite but i also but but the thing is though like i 've also seen a lot of people get assessed on you know version one of the students that were compliant and in the a p class they get rewarded right yeah and, 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 and i mean like and and that uh, I hate to say that needs to go, right. but i mean like that was the old standard of were your students in the seats were they Behaved? Were they learning? We don't know, but they were really quiet, and they seemed like they knew what they're doing. And because you had an AP class, and because they traditionally do well, no matter means own. you must. That means you must be doing good,
1: right? Now, 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 watch this. I'm gonna mess with everybody's theology right now. How does that correlate <laughs> to real world? Right? What is this? What, what significance does this have? You know, the rubric, the evaluation system is broken. Blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, let's back up, right? I think, I think uh, if you, any organization that you work for, you want it to be a collaborative culture, you want feedback, right? You want, you want it to be an atmosphere where there's psychological security, right? And you don't want to just sit in one spot all day. So everything that we want, right? In a workplace as adults, we want the color. We want the fun we want the inspiration right we want all of those things we we want the ability to have boundaries and be creative right everything everything that a good classroom has good organizations have as well prove me wrong anybody
0: yeah well again that's that's the we're starting to take a look at are we preparing them for the future workplace as opposed to the former factory
1: right so like, right. And, and that's and that's the key difference like and then what what ends up happening is like there's this there's this workforce uh talent back is what they're calling it. you talk about it some too but like it's, it's 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 people don't know how to conduct themselves in the job market today it was cool when we were working in factories you can't sit, sit the kids in rows they're compliant they're good they, they know how to do exactly what you say. Whereas today, there's so much innovation and so much change that's so rapid. I need to be able to adjust. No longer is being able to manage the skill. Now leadership is a skill, right? Like you're asking me leadership questions. How do you do something? We're problem solving. It's not here's a procedure for this, do it anymore. It's how do you do this? How can we do this? What does the data say? And how can we
0: improve? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, dude, we got some knowledge drops tonight. I, 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 that is the one thing that I've just, I would always like struggle, really struggle with as a principal is that I, I admire that, you know, you guys are, are in it to, to improve and, and to, well, heck, I I was running across them. Um, Simon Sinek he has a new book out and he said leaders aren't responsible for the results they're responsible for the people that are responsible for the results and nothing embodies that more than principals giving feedback and and constructive criticism on great teaching and even though it might make us uncomfortable and and even sometimes when you you feel like maybe even as the principal you're like i this isn't my genre. It isn't my scene. But I still am going to give feedback on on still great strategies. I think that's that's a tough job, and and for that I salute you. But no, it's um, really eye opening, and and uh, you know I I think that if we want to improve on our craft, we we have to be open for that feedback.
1: Yep, yep, I think that moves us forward.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's good to be back in the saddle with you, bud. Oh yeah, like we. Well. Yeah, we've gotten some emails here, sir, here recently. So we might have some some people on with us here in the next couple of weeks. So I'll mm-hmm. let you know about that. But yeah, I uh, good discussion. As always, if you want to give us some feedback, you want to email us, please do. If you want to leave us some comments, do that as well. And as always, uh, you, when you guys recommend other people to be on the show, we love that as well. So therefore, jamal crook and don Wetcher. this is yeah let me go that over again for jamal crook i'm don Wetcher, reminding you of the opportunities are everywhere we'll see you